My name's Dave. I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. And if it's your first time, welcome. We are super glad that you came and joined us here this morning. I uh, hope you enjoy your visit. I hope you'll come back uh, again. So, um, just a few weeks back, actually, it was, um, where are we now? We're in, almost in September, so July, the end of July, is my wife's birthday, okay, Casey. She, it was actually a big birthday. She turned 40. I know, yeah, it was a great day, and I know some of you are surprised looking out thinking, your wife's 40, but you're surely just in your late 20s. How is that? But um, no, she, she turned 40, and actually, I, I turned 40 many years before she turned 40, but we celebrated her birthday. We had a party, we had some friends together, and, and one of the things we did to get ready for this, this party was um, we decided we'd go through some pictures from when she was a baby right the way through 40 years later to, to current day. So there was pictures of her growing up, her in high school, when we first got married, first time holding Ben, our, our oldest son, when he was a baby, really kind of working through the years. And it was just a great slideshow through the night. These pictures were showing, and people were like, oh, I remember her when she was that young, and I remember them. But the craziest thing happened. So we, we, we came across this picture, and we'll put it up on the screens now. So this is me and Case. Uh, this is our two sons. If you know our family, you'll know how long ago this was, because my boys don't look anything like that anymore. Uh, it was actually 10 years ago. I had to go into the picture itself and read the info to find out. And it was, uh, it was um, 2005. And the reason I wanted to find out how old this picture was is because Kate, I said, Case, do you, do you know something about this picture? She's like, what? I was like, those shorts I'm wearing... I still wear those shorts. <laughs> They're great shorts. In fact, last night I was telling Casey this story that I was going to use this picture in the, story, in the message this morning. She's like, Dave, you're wearing those shorts right now. I was wearing those shorts yesterday, and I was wearing them 10 years ago, which I think is fantastic, okay? There are um, maybe some ladies here this morning thinking, really? But there are some men here that are like, yeah, that's awesome. Because you've got your favorite shirt or your favorite shorts or something that you can still squeeze into 10, 20 years later. So fortunately, these shorts are elasticated, so they've, they've weathered the years well. But um, it was crazy. I was looking at that picture because I was thinking, man, that's, that's a long time to go without something new. In fact, I know that this is obviously part of my track record because this shirt I'm wearing is a new shirt. Uh, I wore it for the first time just a few weeks ago, and I had so many people come up to me going, hey, is that a new shirt? Is that a new shirt? So obviously, I don't wear new things very often because it generated a lot of response from different people. But um, I share that because there was a verse that I read in the Bible recently, and maybe, maybe this is the reason it jumped out because it's talking about a new thing, or maybe... It's because God was really kind of moving in my life right now around this verse. But I'll read it to you now. It's in Isaiah chapter 40, 43, verse 19. And I'm going to speak about it in a little more depth in a minute. But I want to just kind of set the scene here. Because in Isaiah 43, 19, this one phrase says, For I'm about to do something new. Isaiah is saying, therefore, I'm about to do something new. And maybe it's because I'm the kind of guy that still wears the same shorts 10 years later that this kind of struck out at me. But I, as I read this, it really kind of resonated with me and this particular time in my life. You see, last week, like many of you, um, our kids went back to school. I saw all the Facebook pictures with everyone stood with their little signs. I'm in fourth grade. I'm in sixth grade. I'm in 12th grade. Come on, mom. Yeah, when are we going to stop with the signs? But all the people holding up their little pictures because they're going back to school. And, and as a family, I started to pray. In fact, we prayed together as a family before the three kids started their new day at school. Because I was praying, I want to see something new happen in their lives this year. I think this is a, a new time, and I was excited as I prayed this first, believing this new school year, new things can happen. We have um, 
A few people that actually are on staff here at Connect, and we meet each Monday for like a bit of a staff meeting. And in the staff meeting a couple of weeks ago, I read this verse to them, and I said, listen, I want you to pray about this in your area of ministry. So whether it's the youth or the children, I want you to pray and say, God, what's the new things that are going to happen in Connect in this area this year? What are the new things that I can believe you for, God? What are the new things that I can expect, that I can dream about, that I can imagine will happen? You know, I think the other reason the verse really kind of struck a chord with me was because not just in my family, but in the life of the church, this is a particularly significant period of time right now. You see, it's a very special time for Connect Church because you may not know this, but next Sunday, next Sunday will be our two-year anniversary. Yeah! woo Happy birthday, Connect! Next Sunday morning will be two years to the day that we, we open the doors in this middle school. We've done some preview services during the summer, but then in September of 2013, we opened the doors and we said, we are now officially open. We'll be meeting weekly and we weren't sure if anyone would come, but fortunately, a few people came and they sat in the seats. In fact, so many that we actually had to open the bleachers. I can remember that morning being just so excited, like, woohoo, the bleachers. So um, as people were arriving... And two years later, we're still going on. But here's the crazy thing. You know, if you're new here to Connect, maybe you were here with us two years ago when we first started. But I know a lot of you weren't. A lot of you have joined us along the way. So as you come into Connect, we kind of appear to be up and running and established. And maybe we look like a a grown-up church. But actually, we're only two years old. So to put that in context for you this morning, as far as churches go, if we were a human, we'd look like this. Okay? That's, that's Kenzie and Sawyer, two of our little two-year-olds who were uh, uh, next door this morning in the preschool area. These little guys, they're two years old. In fact, Sawyer there on the right, he's, uh, he's going to be two in October, but that picture was so awesome, I had to put it up there. I was like, we are putting that picture up there. That's a great smile. So these little guys, they're only two years old. That's, that's how old we are as a church. In fact, actually, I think those pictures do us too much credit because I think sometimes we look a little bit more like this two-year-old here. We're kind of messy. We're still trying to figure things out. You know, we're a new church. And yet, despite the fact that in human years, we're only two years old and sometimes we might feel like that, we've still seen some amazing things happen. We've been so privileged and so blessed to see God move in the lives of so many people over the last two years. I wish I had the time this morning to tell you all the stories, all the the stories I get to hear of families and individuals who have come along to connect, and and maybe they grew up in church, but for some reason they've stopped going. Maybe they've never been to church at all. Maybe they were new to the area looking for a new church, but, but we hear time and time again stories of people who have come to connect, and they found connect to become their church home. And through that journey, God has done some amazing things in their life. Some of them discovering Jesus for the very first time. You know, I don't have time to tell you every story, so I'm going to read you one email. One email that I still remember getting, even though it's two years old, and I will never, ever delete. It's one of my favorite emails. And this email arrived the the week after that very first Sunday. So two years ago, I get this email following our brand new launch service. It says, hi, Dave. I have not been to church since I was about 10 years old. My daughter asked me this week, Mommy, can we start going to church so we can learn about God and Jesus? 
I've always felt like my children were missing out on something, but I truly never knew where to start to find a church. I didn't want to look ignorant to people if I would ask, but I know now I was ignorant for not asking. I received a postcard invite in the mail this week for Connect Church. I went to your website and I read about your beliefs and your mission. I watched the videos and there was one video in particular that touched me when the lady shared about her personal feelings. I shared the Kids Connect program with my daughter and we decided we were going to attend this week. I enjoyed the relaxed, casual atmosphere and my children enjoyed their programs as well. Thank you to you and your wife for providing a church like Connect Church. My children and I will be returning next week. Now, that was a great email to get the week after we launched. But I'll tell you why, two years later, that's still an awesome, awesome email. Because I know that lady, and she's been coming every week since. And at some point along that journey, I got to stand here and baptize that lady as she gave her life completely to Jesus. And now she's fully involved here at Connect. In fact, she helps with some of our larger events. She's one of the key people helping organize and run some of our events here. She's a wonderful person. And her kids, they're a part of Connect Kids. In fact, the daughter that she mentions in the email, she's here this morning um, on a mission. Because this week at school, the teacher, her teacher, set an assignment that um, all the kids in the class had to interview someone in the community that gives back, somebody who does good in the community, like a teacher or a police officer, someone like that. And she said to her, my mum, I'm going to interview Miss Alicia. Miss Alicia is in charge of all of our Connect kids. She goes, I want to interview Miss Alicia because she really does a lot in all of us kids and does a lot for us here in town. So right now, that daughter is interviewing Miss Alicia to take back to school this week the answers to that assignment of what God um, does here through Miss Alicia. So it's so exciting to, to hear just one story like that and to know so many countless more. And you can see the pictures on the screen that just capture some of those moments of the last two years. So for me, I think that was the other reason that this particular scripture just jumped out of the page at me. Because when I read it, I was very aware of the fact that we're just one week away from our, our two-year anniversary as a church. Next week, we're going to bring, um, start a brand new series. It's going to be a great series. I'm super excited about it. I think you're going to enjoy it. So if you're here for the first time this morning, I'd encourage you to come back because it's going to be a really good uh, several-week series. But as we go into this week, I've been thinking about this verse. And I want to read it all now in context and tell you why I think it challenged me so much. So it's in Isaiah 43, and it's from verses 15 through 19. It says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. He's recounting here all the amazing things that have happened up till this point. But he says, but forget all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And again, it was just a few weeks ago that I read this. And I, I, I'm sure I've read this before. But this particular time, it, just, it was like it leapt out of the pages at me. And I think it's because I knew that we were wrapping up the first two years of Connect and moving into to year three. 
And I knew I had lots of things to celebrate over the last couple of years, but I was imagining, man, what if that was God speaking to me this morning? What if that was God saying to me, listen, you've seen some great things happen over the last couple of years, but forget all that, because I'm about to do something new. You see, Isaiah, the guy who wrote this, he was writing this thousands of years ago. He was a, a prophet, and he was writing to the people of Israel. And he was, it was almost like he was the mouthpiece of God. He was speaking to the people of Israel, speaking to the Jews on behalf of God. They were in captivity at the time. They were in a place called Babylon. And they'd known slavery, and they'd known freedom, but now they were in slavery again. And they were probably miserable, and they were, they were struggling, having a tough time. And, and it was like God came and spoke to them through Isaiah, and he said, listen. Do you remember the time that I rescued you and I delivered you? In those first couple of verses, he's, he's reminding them of the time that they were taken out of Egypt. And the enemy followed them on chariots, but they were, they were wiped away when the sea parted. The Israelites crossed through on dry ground, but as the Egyptians followed after them, the sea closed up and all of the enemy was killed. They were rescued, delivered by God. God saying to them through Isaiah, do you remember that? Because that's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. That's nothing compared to the way I'm going to move in your lives in the future. And as I read this, looking ahead to our third year at Connect, I got excited. I said, God, what if that was your promise to us today? God, I'd love for that to be um, a verse that I could apply in my life today as I move forward into year three of Connect, that you're about to do something new. And it's nothing compared to, to what you've done before. It's going to be so much new. Forget all that's happened before. I'm going to do something that is new. I want to see God do new things over the next year. And I want to have the faith to believe that he could do so much more that I could ever ask or even imagine. So as we look into the next chapter of life here at Connect, how is that going to happen? How are these new things going to happen? Where are they going to happen? What's, what's going to happen? What's it going to look like? I think in, our, in order to answer that, I thought it would be good this morning to just reinforce the structure in which it's going to happen. You see, there is a structure in place. The, the stage has been set. Because the structure of Connect has been built over these last few years on, on three pretty simple principles that make up the framework of this church. And when I say the framework of this church, I'm talking about church as in the people that make up this church. It's kind of our way of saying, okay, you want to find out where you are in your journey? You want to find out where you are in your journey as a follower of Jesus, as a, a regular attender here at Connect? Then, then let's look at these three areas, and you can kind of grade yourself in these three areas, and it'll show where you're at. So we've, we've put in place these three areas. They're, they all begin with the letter C, so it's going to be easy for you to remember them. If you've been coming for a while, you may have heard me talk about this before, but it'll be good to, to reinforce them. If you're new here, it'll, it'll be like a bullseye. It'll help you if you're continuing on in your journey and saying, I like this church. I think I could see myself attending this church regularly. It'll help kind of give you a target. Say, okay, I see now. That's, that's kind of the target of what we're to, to aim for here as regular attenders at Connect. So I want to make it as easy as possible for you to remember these three C's this morning. So over and above just three words, beginning with the letter C, I'm going to have a visual aid with every one. Because if you're like me, I need to see something. I need to, to see something that will help me, a picture or a, uh, an object that will help me remember that. So, so for my first visual aid, um, I'm going to pull up these balloons here because the first C is celebrate. 
Okay, so when you see those balloons, I want you to think about celebrate. I've got a party popper here. Woohoo! That was exciting, wasn't it? Happy birthday, Connect! You know, I've got to thank my wife. She was able to find these. I was out yesterday shopping. I went to two different stores. Neither of them sold them. Um, part of the problem was I would, in both stores, I kid you not, I would ask the employee, do you sell party poppers? Huh? Par- party? Party popper? And I'm not even sure if that's what you call them, but neither of these associates understood what I was saying. So I'm like, party, party, party popper? So I'm stood there in a the store. You pull, you know, and the... She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I know. So no, we don't sell them. So... Um, so fortunately, thanks to my wonderful wife, you got party poppers, and it was worth it, wasn't it? I mean, that was probably the most exciting part of the morning. So um, I want that to kind of be a visual aid, okay, when you think of that idea of celebrate, because what does celebrate look like here at Connect? Well, it's real simple. Where we're at right now, here in this service, this is part of what we talk about when we think about celebrate. Celebrate is that um, um, existence between you and God. It's that relationship between you and God. It's coming along and saying, celebrating, saying on a Sunday, you know, I could have slept in this morning, I could have skipped church, I could have done a dozen other things, but instead I got up and I got dressed and we got the kids ready and we came along because we wanted to take a moment out of our weeks to celebrate, to spend time and to connect here, to celebrate with God. You know, I told you earlier that we were getting ready for Casey's birthday, and I was thinking about it as I was preparing this message. It was such a great day. It it wasn't a surprise party. She actually did a surprise party for me on my 40th, and uh, I just knew I'd never pull it off because uh, I needed her help to plan the party. So I told her all about it, and we, we, we planned this party, and there were friends there and family. It was just a great night. And like I said, we had a slideshow, we had these pictures up on the wall, we had um, some cards that people could write things down and say something nice about Casey or how they were connected to her, what she meant to them. And I was thinking about that night, and and we don't always do parties every year, but because it was her 40th, I wanted it to be a special night for her, and it really, really was. It was a special, special night. A lot of people said some really nice things, and she, she left the evening at the end of the night just feeling really special and really loved. And I got to thinking, we should do parties more often. We don't spend enough time, do we, telling one another what they mean to us, telling people how much they mean to us, telling them how special, how much we appreciate them. But that party was an opportunity for everyone to speak out what I think Casey knew, but it was great to hear when people said, hey, you're awesome, happy birthday, you're, you're a great person. And really, that night, that party, we were there just to celebrate Casey. That's why we were there. And that's why we choose the word see, celebrate, because this morning, this is great, and I hope you enjoyed the coffee and the donuts, and I hope you got to see some friends and mingle, but really, we're just here to celebrate and say, God, we're here for you. Maybe you're here and you're a follower of Jesus, and this is you saying, I just, I'm so grateful for everything you've done in my life. I'm so grateful for how much you've changed my life for for who you are. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus and you're, you're just going through a difficult time right now and you're here to celebrate saying, God, I, I, just, I know that you've been there for me in the past. I need you to be here with me now. It's a difficult time. Maybe you're visiting this morning. You're still kind of checking things out. You're exploring this. You're not really sure yet what you think about God and maybe a friend or a family member has brought you along and you've got a lot more questions than answers. And yet still here in this context of celebration, you're here because of that connection with God. I want to know more. I want to figure this out. I want to understand what it means to have a relationship like I've seen in my friends or my family. But that's that moment of celebration 
We love it that so many of you, and really that's kind of the entry level. That's the very bare minimum. You know, there are some here who are followers of Jesus who actually take that celebration outside of a Sunday morning. On a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday, just like Josh, if you were here last week, was talking about, they'll spend some time each day maybe reading their Bible. Maybe they'll spend some time praying, maybe listening to some worship music. Whatever it is, they actually they carve out some time in their schedule. and They say, I want to celebrate. I want to experience God in my life every day. I don't want that to be something that happens on Sunday, and I do this, and then I go back to, to life as normal. I want it to be a part of every part of my life. And that celebrate, that experience between us and God, that continues on through the week. You know, maybe that'll be the new thing for some of you this year. It's like, okay, I've got this Sunday morning thing, but I want to know what it's like to experience that outside of a Sunday morning. But that's one part of the, the three C's here at Connect. And it's one thing that I'd love to see God do some new things in this year. To see people connect more with God, to be able to experience this celebration more, to experience the celebration outside of just a Sunday morning. You know, the second C that we talk about outside of celebrate, okay? So the first one is celebrate. The second C is connect. So here's my visual aid for connect to help you here this morning. It's a coffee mug or a tea mug, as you'll find out in a minute. A tea bag, British tea bag right here, and a kettle for boiling the water. Because um, I'd like to just let you all know this morning that the correct way to drink tea, obviously, is with boiling water poured onto the tea bag, a little bit of milk, a little bit of sugar, and uh, that's a good cup of tea. I know none of this abomination when you ice it, that iced tea stuff. Seriously, what are you guys doing? I think it's ever since that Boston thing when you dumped it in the harbor, you've just had this thing against tea and you've been ruining it ever since. But, but here's why I brought some tea up to show you in the context of Connect. You see, if you come to my house, and I'm not talking about the people who come and knock on my door and try and sell me kids' books in the summer. I'm, you know, I'm not going to invite them in. But if you're there to see me, I'm going to invite you in. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, can I make you a cup of tea? Oh, no, it's British tea. Let me make you a cup of tea, and, and I'll make you a hot cup of tea, and, and we'll sit down, and, and for about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we'll sit and we'll visit, and we'll connect with one another. That's why I wanted this to, to be a visual aid, because the truth is, I love what Justin did earlier, where he said, turn around and shake hands with someone and say, how you doing? And I shook hands with a family sat behind me, and we talked a little bit about school, but it was very brief, and it was very quick, and it was pretty surface. The reality is here at Connect, we want you to find a place where you can connect at a deeper level than that. Sunday mornings are awesome, but really Sundays are designed more for a celebration experience. If you're looking to connect, if you're looking to go a little bit deeper in relationships, find people who are maybe in a similar stage of life, on a similar um, part of the journey that you guys can get to know more, then that's only really going to happen through Connect. So we have small groups that take place throughout the church, and you know, being Connect Church, if we didn't have an area in which you could connect, we'd probably be in trouble. So because we've called ourselves Connect, we do happen to believe that's an important part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus or to be someone exploring faith in Jesus. So we create these environments. And I'm excited to see how that's going to grow and develop over the next year. I know we've got some more small groups we want to get started. Last week, if you were here, a guy by the name of Scott stood up here and announced that um, he's feeling led to um, get some groups going for just some guys. 
And if there are guys here that are looking to connect with other guys and talk about what it might take to be uh, the best husband, the best father, the best uh, employee or boss that you can be and, and just meet together as guys and just kind of figure a lot of that stuff out. I know we've got some wonderful ladies who run Bible studies and, and groups for moms or groups for ladies and we've got other small groups and I want to see that grow and develop over the next year. I want to see some of you that maybe that's the new thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to stretch myself a bit here and I'm going to get connected. Because I know that's not easy. I know for some of us, we like this on a Sunday morning. There's a certain amount of anonymity. <laughs> As I went to say that, I couldn't think of a head to pronounce it. Anonymity? You just want to remain anonymous, basically. <laughs> That sense of, you know, I, I enjoy saying hi, and I but I'm not sure if I'm ready to, to let people into every area of my life or to talk about this, that, and the other. But we want to provide these, these safe environments where you can come and you can build relationships and, and connect with others. And let me share the, um, the reason, or one of the reasons I think this is so invaluable, especially this morning if you're a follower of Jesus. You know, I grew up uh, in the city. I grew up just outside of London. So I really don't have many farming illustrations at all. In fact, I'm oblivious to pretty much all things farming. But um, here I am in the Midwest in a kind of a, a, a rural area, kind of a farming community. And I got to have um, a drink this week, a coffee with a guy this week. And um, we were talking about this idea of being connected. He says, you know, I grew up on a farm. He goes, and I learned this as a boy. He goes, we had sheep that we kept on the farm. My dad had lots and lots of sheep, and you know they would graze out in the pasture, and uh, we'd raise these sheep. He goes, from time to time, these packs of wild dogs would come through. And these packs of dogs would get in the night, and they'd, they'd come, and they'd actually attack and kill two or three or four of the sheep. He said, what was fascinating to me, he says, I discovered as a boy how they did this, how that happened. He said the sheep would be aware of the dog's presence and they would kind of huddle up closer together. And as a, as a flock, they would all get in tight together and the dogs would kind of circle them and there was nothing they could do because the sheep were all pressed in against one another. So he said what these dogs do is they kind of go up to the edge and they'll bark and they'll growl and they'll, they'll make sudden movements because they want to disrupt the flock in whatever way they can. He says, and inevitably what will happen is they'll make a sudden dart like this and one of the sheep will panic and just separate a little bit from the flock and that's all they need. He said, at that point, the dogs will kind of circle around and they've got that one sheep away from the rest of the flock. And that's basically the end for that sheep. He says, when they're together, the dogs can't seem to get at them, but if they can just separate one from the flock, they can attack it and kill it. I think God has wired us that way, that he doesn't want us to live in isolation. There's a certain sense of safety and community that we can, we can have when we're, we're, we're together, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Because you can then gather together with friends and people that you trust, and, and we can figure this out, we can work this out together. But as soon as we get separated from the flock, that's when we find ourselves questioning and maybe struggling with different things. And you know, there was a guy by the name of Peter. He was one of the disciples. He spent three years with Jesus. And after Jesus had, had died, Peter went on, and, and he was one of the key people in helping to, to build the New Testament church. He wrote a couple of letters to, to followers of Jesus. And on this very point, he wrote a very um, strong warning to the followers of Jesus. He said, listen, in 1 Peter 5a, he said, you've got to stay alert. 
Stay alert. Be careful. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. And here's why. Because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, when I thought about that verse, I thought about those pack of wild dogs looking for the, the one that would stray away, the one that they could separate from the flock. And this is the MO of the devil, to, to, to prowl around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, looking for someone who can, he can separate from the flock, to get into that point of isolation where he can attack and do you harm. And I could tell you stories this morning from the last two years, wonderful stories of people who have connected in these small groups. People who have found themselves um, meeting outside of a Sunday, maybe in somebody's home, maybe over a coffee at the blend or something like that, but, but they've connected midweek. And during that time, they've been able to, to lean on each other, maybe read some, some of the Bible together, maybe go through a book together. There have been some times where they've hit some just rough patches, difficult struggles, but because of the group being around them, they've been able to lean into one another and help one another. There's been that support system there. Even practical times, we've had people who have moved home or they've had a baby and the rest of the groups come around and said, hey, we're going to help you move. We'll, we'll load that trailer. We'll do some meals for you when you first get home from the hospital. There's just a sense of strength and uh, connection in those groups. So, you know, even in our Connect Kids, we have small groups. Right now, out in that Connect Kids area, they'll have broken down. They'll have had their large group time. Now they've broken down into small groups. And there are three, four, five, six kids sat on a mat together with their small group leader. And as a parent, I've seen the value of this. I've seen my daughter, who's seven years old, run up to, to a girl in a Connect Kids t-shirt and say, Dad, that's my leader. That's my small group leader. There's Miss Lauren. And give her a big hug. Because she knows there's someone here who every week is, is sitting down on a mat and spending time with her, telling her how much Jesus loves her. So the, the idea of connect, that's a, that may be another thing for, for you this year. Man, that's a little bit of a stretch, but maybe God wants to do a new thing. And that's one of the areas he's going to do a new thing in my life by helping me connect at more than just a weekly Sunday morning level. So the first C was um, celebrate. The second C was connect. And then the final C, I want to use this, this bowl and this towel as an illustration because the final C is contribute. So celebrate, connect, contribute. Now, when you hear the word contribute, maybe you think financial. That's probably the first thought that pops into my mind. And we do, we take offerings here every week and many people contribute on a regular basis and, and we're able to do some amazing things because of that. We're able to, to be involved in all the activities that go here on a Sunday morning. But the great thing is, and, and I don't share these stories enough, but the great thing is, outside of Connect, those, those dollars, that money that's going in the offering every week that some of you are so faithful in contributing to every week is impacting other communities, other churches, not just around the United States, but around the world. In a few weeks' time, Casey and I are going to head up to Minneapolis, and there's a church just in the outskirts of Minneapolis in a town called Maple Grove that is about to start. It's a church plant, just like we were two years ago. And they're about to have their very first Sunday morning service. They've been building up to this, and this week they're going to be sending out postcards of their own. And in a few weeks' time, this, this very first service will take place. Some of the money that you've given in the offering has gone regularly to that church to help them launch well. 
Because there were people that helped support us before we launched. And they'll never get to meet any of you, but they played a part in what you see this morning. And I'm excited because I believe that Scott, the pastor of this church, in a couple of years' time will be in a service just like this. Talking about the last two years, reading emails of lives that have been changed, talking about the future and what God's got in store, and all because part of what we get in our offerings every week has gone to help them start that new church. So I love those of you that contribute. That really does make a huge difference. But I want to talk about another idea, the same, same word, contribute, but in a little bit of a different context. And for that, I'm using this bowl and this towel. Because the bowl and the towel, I'm hoping, will be a visual aid to help you remember a very important story of the Bible, the time that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Now, maybe you're familiar with that story, maybe you're not, but there was a time when Jesus and the disciples, they gathered at someone's house for a meal. And in those days, um, you would kind of recline on the floor to eat. So your, your feet were pretty close to your, your head. Your feet were pretty close to the people the, next to you that were eating. It wasn't the, the greatest layout, hygiene-wise. And to add to that, in that particular culture, you'd have walked along a lot of dusty roads, the same roads that animals walked along. So you were walking through goodness knows what. And you were probably wearing some pretty cool shoes like I'm wearing this morning, open-toed sandals like this, okay? So when you arrived at someone's house, tradition was that there would be somebody in the house, a servant or a maid of some sort, that would meet you at the door and they would wash the feet so that when it came time to eat, at least your feet were clean. And on this one occasion, the disciples and Jesus arrived, and it doesn't say why, but for some reason, there was no one there to wash their feet. And I pictured that in my mind, and I think about the disciples, I just have to wonder if they were looking at each other thinking, well, I'm not doing it. What about you? I'm not doing it. You do it. And there's probably like this kind of tension going on over who's really going to wash the feet in the absence of this person. And suddenly Jesus says he removes part of his robe. He gets a bowl and some water and it says that he bends down in front of each one of his disciples and he starts to wash their feet. It's probably the greatest example of someone serving another person. Because we're talking about Jesus here, the Son of God. If there was anyone that ever lived that deserved to be served, it was Jesus. And yet in that moment, instead of demanding service, he chose to serve others. Just another example of how much Jesus contributed through his life. He served in the time that he gave to people, the love that he gave to people, the teaching that he gave to people the way he, he washed his disciples' feet, and ultimately he served in that he gave his life. Jesus allowed his life to be taken from him to, to serve us, to contribute to us. We all have time, talents, and treasures that we can give. And I want this visual aid to remind us that if Jesus, the Son of God, can give, then, then how much more can we also give? So here at Connect, we have many ways that people can contribute, can serve. And I'm constantly amazed at how many wonderful people week in, week out do just that. They contribute of their time and their talents and their treasure and their energy. And, and they come here and they help in some way to make Connect the church that it is. It truly does amaze me. I love that on Sunday mornings, we have people here who have great responsibility outside of a Sunday morning. Maybe they work for a, a company here in town, companies like Caterpillar. They're leaders and managers in these, these big organizations, and yet they still come here early on a Sunday morning and serve. Get here early and help set up. 
It actually works really well because some of them, these leaders, these managers, are also engineers. So when they come and they're setting up, they're looking, thinking, hey, I think we can do this better. I've got a system here that might work. I can build this. I can ma-. And we're super appreciative for those people who have those amazing talents. And they give them to, to maybe Caterpillar all week long. But they also come and they give them to connect and serve in that way. We have teachers who teach all week long, do a fantastic job teaching in our middle schools and our high schools. And, and still they come on a Sunday morning and spend more time with kids sit on a mat outside and, and tell a Bible story or do a craft and, and use that talent that God's given them and say, you know what, I could take the weekend off, but this morning I want to use this talent that God's given me and I want to give back. I want to impact the life of a child. And across the board, we've got mums and dads and um, students and young people who serve and contribute in so many different areas both here on a Sunday, midweek in our other groups, and even outside of Connect Church in the communities that are represented here. They're giving to fulfill the mission of Jesus. It's a part of contributing. And I know we've got newer people here. Maybe you've just started coming in the last few weeks or months and, and you're new to Connect. And I want to give you some good news this morning, okay? All these people that serve on a regular basis, they would be quite happy to kind of shuffle over just a little bit and make room for you to come along and contribute with them. They'd love to share that responsibility with you. And I know this kind of sounds a little bit like an infomercial right now, like, hey, we need you to contribute, we need you to help. But the truth is, over the last two years, I've heard so many stories of people who have shared, I love being able to get to do this because of the way that God has used me the pleasure I've got from doing this, the interaction I've had with the kids or the, the way I've seen my, my family evolve, whatever it may be. But contribute is another area that, that helps us gauge people who are coming along on a regular basis to connect where they're at on that journey. There's celebrate, there's connect, there's contribute. But all three are areas that I think over this next year we're going to see God do some new things. And I don't know exactly what those new things will be. But I do think, as I've been reading this verse and praying about it, that God is saying, I've got some new things I want to do over the next year. So that's my challenge to you here this morning as we wrap up. is to ask God a couple of questions. First, God, these three C's, where do I fit in these three C's? Is there an area where I can grow there? Maybe I'm here, but I'm not here yet. Or maybe I'm part of Celebrate, but it's just a Sunday morning thing. I'd like to see that happen outside more. Maybe I need to connect more. Maybe there's an area here that I can contribute. And I would challenge you to make that your prayer this week. God, show me how I can see a new thing happen. But not just here at Connect and not just here in these three seas. Let me challenge you with this one last thought. Let's read that verse one last time. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I'm about to do something new. Maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking back to the last year, two, three, four years of your life. And you can actually think of some really cool things, some, some good things that have happened. Maybe there are some victories along the way, some, some highs. There are always lows, but you can think of the highs too. And maybe you're here this morning thinking, you know, I'd be happy with just another year of that. But maybe God's saying to you this morning, hey, listen, I want to do something new in your life. It's not too late. Maybe you think, well, that was for the younger time of my life. Now I'm a... No, it's not too late. God wants to do something new in your life. 
And maybe it's going from here today and just praying that prayer this week. Each day as you drive to work or as you're on your way to school, maybe you take a moment in the morning just to sit and um, pray or read the Bible. And in that time, just saying, God, what is that new thing? What could I expect you for? What could I imagine? What can I believe for that will be new this year? Let's pray. Father, when I read that verse a couple of weeks back, it, it, it literally was like it jumped out of the page at me. I'm sure I've read it before, Lord, but I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that you were speaking to me saying that we've seen some amazing things happen here in the last couple of years at Connect, but you still want to do something new. You've got new plans and new vision for the coming years. And I, 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 I'm so thankful for that verse, Lord. I want to take that as a promise in my life today for the year three as we start year three of Connect. But this morning, I pray that maybe there's someone here that this verse resonates with them as well. As they hear it read, they think, yeah, God, I want to see something new take place in my life. I want to see some, um, uh, something new happen. Maybe it's here at Connect. Maybe it's one of those three C's. Maybe it's outside in my family or in my, my workplace. But I want to see something new take place in my life. So let that happen, I pray. Let that be a, a prayer for us this week as we go about our lives. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.